We're going to restart our series on Pirkei Those of you that joined us last year, if you remember during Corona, we did uh, the first and second Perik. We are now going to be starting the third Perik. And the truth is, I was thinking that some of you guys didn't hear the first and second Perik. But then I thought, hold on a second, you know, you have those guys that start Pirkei Okay, we're starting Pirkei This is it, after Pesach. And they get like a little bit in, not you. And they get a little bit in, and then it just like phases out, and they only get to the first Perik. You know, you never got to the second or even third or fourth. So I thought it's, 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 um, I thought Kedai to start from somewhere in the middle because at the end of the day we all know that between Pesach and Shavuos is the time that we work on ourselves and I know we've repeated this numerous times and you will be hearing about this numerous times but one of the classic ways of doing that is learning Pirkei Yavuz um, that is the Minig of Klal Yisrael, which many of us are familiar with of learning Pirkei Yavuz at the time between Pesach and Shavuos generally Shabbos afternoon uh, this is an, a great opportunity to announce the brand new program which will be starting in Yeshiva here at Be'ezah Hashem on a Shabbos afternoon and we're going to be having a share every week by a different Rebbe on Perkyavas, of course, accompanied with very nice refreshments and snacks. Not that you guys are going to come for that, but just, you know, if you're anyway here, that you should know that they will be here, and it will be very, very exciting. And I think, you know, why not? It's a beautiful thing to do. It was suggested by one of the very, very Chashvabachim in the Yeshiva, and Baruch um, Hashem. So we're acting, and this week is starting. And uh, Okay, Rabbi, so let's begin. I want to begin with a, uh, the first Mishnah, which I have to say is a little bit morbid. It's a little bit scary. And uh, I don't think there's a best, better way to begin the series with this Mishnah. It's just a very, very starker Mishnah. Take the message, and we're going to try to go through a few of the Mofoshim, a few of the understandings of this Mishnah, on a deeper level, obviously, which is generally what we try and do in the Shurim. Um, is to go through the Posh Shat, but also obviously on a deeper level as well. So the Mishnah begins like this, Perigimel Mishnah Aleph. Akavya b'mahalal oimeh. Many of you are familiar with this if you've been to a Leviah in Eretz Yisrael. I'm not sure the meaning in many places in Chutzoritz, but in Eretz Yisrael, this is generally the meaning of what they announce as the Mitta has been taken away from the, from the, um, the place where they made their spadim to the base island or to the van, whatever it may be. And they say this, and we often hear it, but we may sort of think about it, but now I want to go on a deeper level. Look at three things. You will not get to an Avera. You will never come to an Avera if you think of the following three things. Which obviously means we're dealing with something very, very deep, something very, very powerful. Right, because an Avera is a force that often makes us do things like the Gemara Sotah says that we don't really want to do. Or Nichnas Ruach Shtus, we're not even thinking properly. If we think about, if we look at these three things, they will actually save us from doing an Avera. What are they? Da, Me'ayin, Ba'osa. Where did you come from? Number two. Ula'on, Atohoylech. Where are you going? Number three. Mi Ato Osid, Din, V'chejben. And to whom, capital W, are you going to have to give din v'cheshven of being in this world? So these are the three things that you have to look at. And we'll continue, which we'll have to understand the continuation of the Mishnah. Ma'ayim um, where did you come from? Metipa sucha. Right? From a little, little, little drip, right, of zera. Where are you going to? You're going to be buried in a place full of worms, full of, full of bugs. And who are you going to give din v'cheshmer? So this is a very powerful Mishnah, a very important Mishnah. And what's that? They say this as the mitzvah has been taking away from the place of the Hespedim, 
they generally, before it's been, once it's been put into the van, and before they walk away. Again, in Eretz Yisrael, I don't know in Chotzal, what they do, but that's what they do in Eretz Yisrael. They say over this Mishnah, and obviously the reason for saying over this Mishnah, generally one of the people of the Chavah Kedisha generally says it. Now, the reason why they say that is obvious, right? The reason is, is it's a perfect opportunity for a person to think about his life. You had a Leviah. This person lived a life of hopefully 120 years, but often, you know, 70, 80, 90 years. What type of life did he live? But more importantly, what type of life are we living? Where's he going to right now? He's going to be buried in the earth. He's going to get in the in front of the Rabbi That's pretty scary. Where are we holding? So that's the obvious reason why they say that Mishnah at a Leviah. But this Mishnah is not only meant to be said by a Levi, it's meant to be known by all of us all the time because it's a Mishnah in Pekuyavus and it's part of Chazal and we have to understand it. So first of all, just to mention to you, and it's important I try to do this in some of the Mishnayas, is who is this Akavya ben Mahalo? Like, where, where did he come from? So he was actually a contemporary of the fifth pair of of uh, sages, Hillel and Shammai. It's a contemporary of Hillel and Shammai. We're dealing with someone of, of that Mahalach, and it's, very interesting things are said about him. He, was, uh, he had certain shitas, which many of Chazal, many of the Rabban at the time disagreed with, but he was very, very stark in his shitas. Now, um, I want to mention a couple of ideas in this Mishnah, which I think are very, very important, which give us a, shed a little bit of light on the Mishnah, which again, I think we can learn from. Um, the first one is, is, is like this. The so, to mention to you when the Talmidim of the Heilige Baal Shem Tov left once the Rebbe, the Baal Shem, to go and spend Shabbos in a different city. So the Baal Shem Tov told his Talmidim, he said, I just want to make sure that you go over this Mishnah. That's what the Baal Shem Tov told his Talmidim before they left the city for Shabbos. Just make sure you do Chazorah on this Mishnah, um, this particular Mishnah. Now the Talmidim had no understanding why. Why this Mishnah? Many Mishnah, many Mishnahs and Perky are very relevant to many, many different times. What is specific about this Mishnah? And there was obviously a deeper reason and a mystical reason why the Balshemtov said over that particular idea before they left. Now, what happened on that Shabbos? What happened on that Shabbos? There were some people in the community where they were staying, interesting people. They thought they could basically show up um, the visitor as being someone who's not a Tamil Chacham. Right? Now, there's the visitor of Chashvid, no Tamidim or the Balshemtov. And some of the people in the community were very upset. Were well, they coming here for whatever? I'm going to show people that these guys, these visitors, they're not Tamid Chamim. They don't know anything. They're Amorats. They know nothing. So what do they say? They brought a medrash. The medrash says that one of the reasons why other Mishnah, we know other Mishnah did an Avera, and this Mishnah talks about not doing Averas, but other Mishnah did an Avera. How did other Mishnah do an Avera? He did an Avera, they claimed, was because he only saw two. If he would have seen three, he would not have done an Avera. What on earth does that Mishnah, what does that Medrash mean, right? So now the Talmudim are like, ah, now I understand the Haile Rebbe. Now I understand the Volshemta. What did he tell us to do? He told us to do Chazara on this Mishnah before we gave, go away for Shabbos. This guy from the community walks in and he says, Visitors, no, you big Talmud Chalim, what's trapped in the Medrash? Odomarishan only saw two. If he would have seen three, he wouldn't have done an Aveira. And you can imagine what Claudius would have looked at and what the whole world would have looked like if Odomarishan wouldn't have done that Aveira. Right? So now that, that's what it is. This Mishnah says, his stuck a look at three things. Again, the Metro said he only looked at two, not three. The, Mish- the Mishnah says, if you look at three things, you'll be okay. Right? All of these things. Now, the problem is, is that Odomarishan wasn't able to see one of them. Which one was he not able to see? 
where he came from. Why? Because where did Adam Rishon come from? <coughs> he didn't come from a Tipa Sucha. So he didn't have that humbleness that we all should have within us of the realization that we come from a Tipa Sucha, a little bit of semen, a little bit of zera. That's what we come from. We missed, he, Adam missed that part because he came from the Rabbi Nishlonim, and therefore he didn't have Eira. And because the Talmudim listened to the Rebbe, the Balshemto, before they went, they did Chazara, he started the Shloy That said, the Balshemto means how important it is to understand these three things. Every single one of these three things are important for us to have a full understanding of what's going on over here. And that's a very, very important idea for a person to remember over here. Which is interesting, by the way, because um, we know the Gemorian Kedushin Daf Lama Nomad Base says that if a person wants to be saved from the Eight Sahara, what should he do? Anyone know? What should, he do? what should a person do? What is the remedy, says the Gemorian Kedushin Daf Lama Nomad Base, for the Eight Sahara, which obviously the Eight Sahara gets you to do our various. What is the That's one of them, very good, the Gemorian Baruch, that's one of them, true, that's this. But what's another one that's not mentioned in this Mishnah? Is Torah, right? Learn Torah. The Gemara says before, Barasi Barasi Torah Tavlin. I created the Torah as a Tavlin, as a remedy for the Yitzhara. What happened to this Mishnah? Why is it not in the Mishnah? It should be one of them, it should be, well, not Torah Torah, go learn Torah. Why is it not mentioned over here? So, they want to tie in the Mephoshim, explain Pshat, that what it means is like this. That means the Torah is a remedy for someone that's already in the clutch of the Yetzirah. If you've already yielded to the Yetzirah, then the Torah will help you. What Akavya is telling us over here is something that's more fundamental. If you don't want to ever get into the trap of the Yetzirah, to stop you ever getting close to the Yetzirah, that's what it does. And that's why a person has to realize that this Mishnah even comes before that. Now it's interesting that the Loshan of the Mishnah is V'ein Ataba Lidei Aveira. Right, what's Lidei Avera? literally means the hands of Avera. Why doesn't it say, and you won't come to an Avera? What's Lidei? Into the hands of Avera. So hands mean, um, what's that? That what? More than that. Hands can be means Yadayim in Hebrew, it's like a handle. It's like Yadayim of a Kli, they hold up the Kli, Right? So someone will say what it means is that the handles that we have are sometimes the character traits that we often go with. Like a person is a Balgaiva, a person is a Baltaiva, all of these things. When a person doesn't have these handles, he doesn't ha- have a handle over these Yodayim, then he will come to sin in that case. The um, Medjah Shmuel on the Mishnah has a different Mahalach. He says when a person does Tshuva, then even if Avera stretches out the hands to grab you, you'll be able to free yourself from the grip. Right? And that's what it is, how it explains uh, a person will never get Tavira because he has a handle on it. There is other Mephoshim as well that explain Pshat. The Mishra Shaman brings another, another example over here is Yadayim, is the Gzeiriz Midirabonon. Right? That's what he wants to tie in. Pshat Rabbeinu Yonim, Sharit Tshuva. That he says that uh, how important is the Durabonon. Why the Durabonon is so important? What is a Durabonon? A Durabonon means... That Chazal saw as a safeguard not to get the Doraisa, don't do a Durabonon. That means you won't get to Doraisa. That's what it means. Bolidea Veira is even the Durabonon, even the safeguards you're going to make sure that you don't do. I want to tell you something else as well, also an incredible idea. What is the doubling in the Mishnah? You notice the doubling in this Mishnah? The doubling in the Mishnah is again, it says the three things, and then it says them again and explains what they are. 
Why, why does it have to tell us that doubling? You hear the question? It's a very important question in this Mishnah. So I want to tell you what you said from um, the Diva Yoel from Satma. And the Noemi Melech says a very similar idea as well on this Mishnah. And again, it's to answer the question why the Mishnah doubles up three things. And it says it twice. Why? It says the Satma Rebbe. Says the Noemi Melech. Listen to this. There are two ways that a person can save himself from an Aveira. One way is to bring up his Neshama. And the other way is to look at the loneliness. And the remez is, is this. Ma'ayin bossa, where did you come from? A person has to realize, where did he come from? The Kisekovoid. Came from Mamish by the Rabbinishlan. His Neshama. It came from the Rabbinishlan. His Neshama came from Shemaim, from the Kisekovoid. How can you do an Aveira? When your neshama came from there, you're such a beautiful yid, you're such a kabbal de gazach. That's unbelievable. Where are you going to? You're going to Ganeidin. You're going to the next world for eternity. It's such a high place. I can do an Avera. Right? And Din Vacheshbun. Again, Umiyata Asidit and Din Vacheshbun. That's the Rabbi Nishlam. Again, unbelievable thing. And there's another way of looking also. And the other way of looking is the loneliness. Where did you come from? That's the second part of the Mishnah. He came from nothing. Where are you going to? A bit of earth. Says the Satmi Rebbe, says the Naimi Limelech. These are the two ways of us understanding tremendous Musa of how we can be saved from Avera. We have to look at both. We have to look at number one, how great we are, how choshev we are, how important we are, how beautiful our Neshama is, how high our Neshama is, how Kodesh it is. We also have to realize the humbleness of where we come from and where we're going to. That will also save us from doing our Vera as well. Tell you two more Gavaldagi Yasaitas as well. First of all, the um, first of all, the, the idea of Din Vakheshman. What, what, what's Din Vakheshman? Isn't it the wrong way around? Again, the Mishnah says, the Mishnah says, Ki mi litin din vacheshbun. Which one comes first? Din or Khajbun? You do, what does din mean? Din means judgment. Cheshbon means an accountability. So we do din before Cheshbon? No, first. No, Shalom's Benjamin. So what's Pshat in the Mishnah? How do you learn Pshat in the Mishnah? It should be before. Din should be before the Cheshbon? But how do you know what he did if he didn't do a Cheshbon? First do a Cheshbon. Where's he holding? Din. This is what he gets. Mask him? No. Din should not come before Cheshbon. Din should be there. Din on what? What are you giving din on? On what? You don't know what he did. Oh, so you have to do a Cheshbon first. Right, and then you could do a din. Because once you've got it there, you know where he's holding, you know what he did, now I can give a din. You hear the question? How did you learn this Mishnah before this? Okay. So I want to tell you, are you sorry, there are many, many different Mephoshim have discussed this, by the way. The most famous one over here is the Vilnagoin. The Vilnagoin explains, very, very big aside. The Vilnagoin says, din is all the Averis that you do. What's Cheshman? All of the time that you wasted, that you could have been doing mitzvahs while you were doing those Averis. That means while you are doing Averis, you could have been doing mitzvahs. Says the Vilna Gaon, that's what Cheshman is. That's what Cheshman is. I'll tell you, the Yisach Moshe points out that um, when a person, right, wants to try and uh, have a defense, no, he doesn't want to, he comes to Shemayim, he wants to have a defense for doing Averis, right, so uh, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna be very, very hard for him to be able to have that defense, right? It's gonna be very, very hard for him to try and uh, defend himself. 
But I want to tell you more because I want to tell you Chosid Yaivitz. The Yaivitz is a Gavaldi Gazach of the Mishnah. He brings a moshal of a king. And we'll end with this. He brings a moshal of a king whose desolate brother spent his days busy doing tithers and pleasure and all sorts of things. So the king decided I'm going to teach him a lesson. So he invited him to a big suda, a huge feast. And the servants, Mamash, served the most beautiful, unbelievable delicacies, the greatest steak. The music from the orchestra was playing. It was beautiful. The king arranged that a sword was hanging over his brother's seat. And the sword was being hung by a hair's breadth, right over his brother's seat. So, in the beginning of the Suda, his brother was just like, enjoying the meal, enjoying the music, enjoying the food, everything was great. Then he looked up for a moment, he said, oh, oh, oh my gosh. He saw this sword that was directly above him. Chosu Davis brings this marshal, directly above him, and was hanging by one thin little string. He didn't enjoy the food anymore. <laughs> the music all of a sudden wasn't so geschmack because he kept on like, um, is it going to move? Is it, is it like almost like, where's it holding? Where's it holding? The king said, why are you not eating? What's the matter? You don't like the food? It's not geschmack? He said, I understand. <laughs> how can I eat when there's a sword hanging over my head? The king said, ah, and how can you eat any other day of the year when the sword of the Malach HaMoves is hanging over your head? You think you're going to live forever? Said the Chovetz Yaivitz, that is the pshat in this Mishnah. That is the pshat in this Mishnah. The pshat in this Mishnah is that a person has to realize at all times of his life, what are you here for? What are you doing? You think you can live forever? Enjoy myself. Go to all the restaurants. So much gashmias. Do whatever you want. This Mishnah is telling us you're not going to live forever. You only live a short amount of time. The sword is over your head. You've got to be very, very, very careful. And that's what a person has to realize. Let me just end off with one last Gavaldi Gamoshal over here. And that is a story is told about, listen to this Maisitz, Gavaldi Gazach. story is told about a very big Chassid, right, who um, was, was learning about very big, very Chassid Yidin. And he said, oh, they live in this place. I want to go visit this place. He was told that in this place they live, Mamash, unbelievable Yidin, beautiful Yidin, close to Hashem. They do Gavaldi Gazachan. I want to go see it. So what does he do? He travels to the city. Before he goes into the city, he goes to the base oil. He goes to the base Akvaris. Why? He wants to see what titles these people get. Harav, Hagoinat, Sadik, Moron, Sarat, Torah. I want to see what they write on their Kvarim. It's supposed to be such harsh of a people. He's, he gets the shock of his life. He sees and he reads the, you know, each of the, uh, of the inscriptions on the, on the, on the tzian, on the, on the keva. And he see, he's shocked. These people live such short lives. They die, this one died at the age of 40. This one died at the age of 45. This one 38. This one 62. Can, nobody lived a long life? What's going on over here? This is supposed to be Hoshiva people. He said, oh, I'm, not, I'm not going into this town. Uh, if we be part of this town, who knows where I'm going to live till? I'm, I'm leaving. My son was late at night. He never choice. So he went into one of the local inns. Oh, that's what it is. He needed a shachos the morning before he left. So he went to shachos. And he saw... When he went to shul, unbelievable. These guys were davening. These guys were learning. He saw davening with a passion. He saw learning with a geschmack. I don't understand what, what, what's going on over here. They, they die early, but they seem to be so close to Hashem. They speak that they're not even talking in shul. They're not speaking Lashon Hara. They're making brachas with Kabbalah. These people are doing all the right things in the world. What's What's going on over here? So he went over to one of the people and he said, can someone explain to me what's going on? So they explained the mystery. Listen to what they said. They said like this. They said, when a child is born, 
he's given a blank book as a diary. As soon as he's able to write, every single day he writes down his good deeds and how long they took him to accomplish. And he would go through his entire life writing a diary of all his good deeds and how long they took to accomplish. When he died, they have the Kaddisha, took this book, and they added up all the amount of time that he spent learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, davening, saying brachos, doing chesed, whatever it may be. And that amount of time they put on his headstone. Because that is real life. That is the amount of time that he lived in this world. My boys say this Mishnah is an incredibly powerful Mishnah. It's a Mishnah that we have to remember. It's a Mishnah we have to chaza over. And it's a Mishnah we have to internalize. And if we do that, I think all our lives will be different. All our deeds will be different. Our brachas will be different. Our relationship with other people will be different. Our lashon horror will be different. Our speech will be different. Our emphasis will be different. Our chesed will be different. Everything will be different. Because we have to realize where we come from and where we're going to. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. But Yisrael Shalom will continue.